Riverside. Welcome to Garage Takes. It is Thursday night, April 13th, 2023, as we are recording this, joined by my co-host, Brant. Uh, Brant, it's been a while, dude. I think we promised a podcast back for like the Sweet 16 of uh, March Madness, and then we just never got to it. So how have you been, man? I've been good, Dave. You know, busy life. Things are going on. You know, I'm going to have a kid here in the next month or so, so. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm back yeah. at it, dude. I'm right on the media board. New dad <laughs> alert. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know we're uh, we're going to be doing some Lions football talk here in the next uh, couple of pods, but um, I know we wanted to touch on some Michigan football um, and just kind of go over where they've been, Dave. And uh, we will get to the draft, I promise. Any listeners out there, we definitely will get to the draft uh, for the Lions and what those uh, implications will be in the next couple weeks because uh, I know everybody's kind of uh, uh, curious as our thoughts are on those. So stay tuned. I promise you, me and Dave will do those episodes. (laughs) Those won't be uh, stored away. Right, right. Well, dude, it feels like football should be starting because right now it is – 83 degrees and sunny here in mid-April, which is just absolutely beautiful. And yeah, I mean, I want to sit and just kind of uh, talk to you for a second, if you don't mind, before we get into Michigan football. Have you uh, have you been golfing yet? Have you have you teed it up yet, Dave? I am known as a March golfer, very early April golfer. I have not gotten out one time. Um, been steady working on the nursery, getting things ready for the new baby. Um, you know, had the diaper party. Thank you for coming to that, by the way. That was awesome. Great. It was a good time. Good time. Um, and and the other thing is, uh, the thing I noticed today, Dave, I don't know if you noticed your yard, but my yard needs to be mowed. I walked out there today. I'm like, dude, what is going on? I've never had to cut my grass in Mm. early April like this. Dude, I was so... I I was so that guy in that neighbor where I actually this past weekend, Brant, I mowed my grass. It didn't it did not need to be mowed, but I picked up a lot of sticks, a lot of debris from the winter, and then the next day I'm like, oh man, it's just nice. I'm gonna be back outside. So fired up the lawnmower and bagged up all the other stuff. Man, my lawn is looking pristine on April thirteenth, wow. man. All right, it you're is. full dad mode. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the gol- the just so you know, man, dad mode is your golf game is going you're gonna add some strokes back to that, which how you've been playing golf. You're not gonna be able to get out there as much, but you are gonna start taking pride in things like your lawn and how much sleep you get at night, you know. It's uh you start celebrating the, the, the little things. So Yeah, I'm, they Dave, let's not kid ourselves. We've never really golfed for the scores anyway right that like, is true <laughs> we're just yeah. out there taking some hacks having a good time yes a few cold ones so yeah that is that is very true well yeah and, and we will we will get out there eventually i'm excited we got some fun stuff planned this summer i'm glad we're uh we're gonna be able to link up with the guys but um real quick before we hop into michigan football i would be remiss if i did not wish my oldest 
baby girl, Grace, a very happy sixth birthday. Because Brant, at midnight here on April 14th, Grace will be six years old. And she is just the best, awesome human being, my little buddy since day one. So happy birthday, baby. Yeah, happy birthday, Grace. Uh, I knew it was coming soon. I knew it was definitely in the spring. So six years old, my goodness, it seems like she was born yesterday, Dave. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> I don't man. Sa- I don't want to sound like that old guy, but, like, man, it literally seems like it was just yesterday that uh, you had just your newest uh, addition to the family. Now it's like, man, three kids, here you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it is it is crazy. It, it definitely goes fast. So um, enjoy it, man. And yeah, we are. I'm definitely definitely excited for you and Kenzie here in the next few weeks. So, all right, man. Um, I think it is time to talk a little Michigan football. So we, we got a lot to a lot of catching up to do. Um, we've got to talk spring game. Uh, we've got to talk Jaden Davis, a commitment, what that means talk about some of the transfers, talk about some of the names on this roster right now, truthfully, to just kind of keep an eye on. Now, let, let's remind everybody it's it's April, right? Like, a lot changes. You don't take you don't take too much from the spring game. Like, I know we'll talk J.J. McCarthy for a second. Um, you're not learning much about J.J. McCarthy in the spring game. You're just not. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff worth talking about, so I, I think it's important that, that we chat about it. I think it's important we chat a little uh, Big Ten. Brandon, you want to talk a little bit about some coaching changes, just some um, transfers, some new faces and new places, that type of thing. So we'll get into that. Um, and like Brant said earlier, so here here's the game plan, you guys, for the podcast for Season 2 because we are in the home stretch here. We are dropping this podcast and then uh, you know focus on a lot of college football, Michigan football. Next week, we're going to drop one right before the Lions draft. That one will be heavy on the Lions. And then we're going to do our last one that following week um, or the week after. I mean, hopefully we do, do it that week. Um, just recapping the draft and, you know, just kind of setting our foot out for the uh, for the summer. And then we will be back in July. So that that's kind of it. And July kicks off Season 3 of Garage Takes, and I'm pumped about it. But, Brant, let's talk, first of all, I think uh, probably the, the biggest – domino to fall or one of the biggest things in Michigan football would be the commitment of five-star quarterback out of North Carolina, Jaden Davis, Michigan beats out um, the likes of, you know, Ohio state was part of this recruitment. Clemson was there. Um, Gosh, slipping my mind who else was, was in the running for him. Uh, North Carolina obviously was there. Ohio state got in there late. Yeah. Ohio state got in there late. They tried, um, came up short, (laughs) but, um, Brand, I mean, it's huge, right? Like, you've got J.J. McCarthy's heir to the throne, basically. You replace five-star with five-star, and this is what Michigan should be doing if they want to compete. So, Brant, your early thoughts on the commitment of Jane Davis and what it means for Michigan football. Well, Dave, uh, I, I want to remind our listeners, you and I don't do a ton of recruiting stuff uh, until kids are really on campus. You know, I know we'll talk about some of the fresh faces that we saw this year in the spring game, but... Getting a commitment early for the 24 class, uh, the likes of a Jaden Davis, a five-star, can do so many things for the class construction, um, just as far as him starting to recruit other players, you know, spreading the good word, if you would, about Michigan. Um, and, and Dave, you know just as well as I do that he plays at a prominent high school in North Carolina. Uh, a lot of kids are four-stars at that school. A lot of neighboring schools 
uh, who who are very close with Jaden Davis have played either seven on seven ball with him or you know they've gone to camps with him from the North Carolina area. They're very aware of who he is, and, and they all seem to want to play with him, whether that be offensive linemen, running backs. Um, or wide receivers, obviously. So, I mean, you're, you're kind of looking around the landscape of, of the Michigan recruiting class, and you're starting to think to yourself, 24 is shaping up to be one heck of a class, obviously. Um, you know, top three right now, they've kind of floated between two and three, haven't cracked the one spot yet, and I don't really expect them to. I expect, if anything, Dave, they might fall to four or five by the end of it. But I don't see them falling out of the top five, Dave. Um, and, and that's really kudos to, to Jaden Davis and what he will be – like I said, spreading the good word and be able to bring in these recruits. And, Dave, one thing I want to touch on in the recruitment about Jaden Davis that I thought was interesting was um, obviously he had to meet Kurt Campbell, uh, which is the Michigan uh, new quarterbacks coach. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh was his main recruiter, right? Um, and, and that's one of the big things is if you aren't willing to go out there and Jim Harbaugh to be able to sell the Michigan program if he's looking at the NFL, if there's any whispers of him leaving, then maybe a Jaden Davis gets scared off and he goes somewhere else. Um, and, and I think that speaks to Jim Harbaugh's future at Michigan, perhaps, and maybe just Jim is looking for something from the school, um, you know, kind of, hey, I need you guys to commit to me just as much as I'm going to be able to commit to you. And we kind of get in the ward manual discussion and stuff like that and what might happen with the AD. But I think at the end of the day, Jim Harbaugh being bought in to going and getting a guy like Jaden Davis speaks volumes about where the program can be in the next few years, certainly. Yeah, Brant, they they had to – I mean, let's be real. They, I mean, I'm, very, I'm thrilled, and I'll explain why I'm thrilled and elaborate kind of on the things that you just said. But uh, they had to get Jaden Davis. This was, this was huge because – uh, you, you've missed out on Dante Moore, who's you know in your backyard, five-star quarterback, one of the top players in the country, ends up at uh, at UCLA. I know he was an Oregon commit at one point, but a Detroit kid that you lose out on that was that was a huge loss. And then um, and actually right before that, you lost out on CJ Carr, who's the grandson of Lloyd Carr. He goes to Notre Dame, another five-star kid, legacy kid. You're supposed to get those guys, and. Um, you know there there was some cause for concern and brand i mean it, not to be the uh, the downer here but if you look at these last two classes really that um that Jim Harbaugh has has brought in it's it's nothing to write home about um and and there's no mistaking that i mean when you're just barely scratching in at the last minute for a top 20 class if you make back to back college football playoffs that's not acceptable and it's not a way to make uh, make your program a perennial contender. I mean, if you look at, and I know people will, you know, we didn't have to get into NIL thing. I know people will say, look, clearly trust what Jim's doing and the guys he's bringing in. Look what he's been able to do. And I mean, nobody can disagree with that. But the reality is, is that, Brand, if you look at the best players on, on this football team right now and, and from that class, particular J.J. McCarthy's class where, you know, you had Donovan Edwards in there, it, that class was special, um, and and that's the last class that was special. And those are the guys that you are literally depending on right now. If you and I wish I had that class in front of me because if you go through I, JJ and Donovan, obviously just popped off um, uh, as part of that class. I know they lost like Andrell Anthony as well, but um, but my point is is that the best players on this uh, on, on this team, or or even take the year after a Will Johnson. 
these names that Michigan fans are excited about, these tend to be your highest rated recruits. Now, not always. I mean, you're always going to find some diamonds in the rough, but you got to bring in four-star and maybe at least one five-star kid. I mean, I'm not all aboard the, you got to load up on five stars and be Ohio State or be Georgia or be Alabama. Michigan can definitely do it their way and can win, but this was critical that they nailed down this commitment from Jaden Davis because this was not always a done deal. Michigan has led and had the crystal balls for a very long time to get Jaden Davis, but it was certainly not a done deal. And as soon as Jim Harbaugh started flirting with the NFL stuff again, the recruitment of Jaden Davis went cold. Um, not cold like he wasn't going to commit, but cold enough where he needed to see what Jim was going to do. Like you just brought up Brant. Um, and then you had the Matt Weiss stuff that happened as well. Um, you know, this is all in that January sort of time period. Luckily, Michigan made an outstanding hire in Kurt Campbell. It seems like night and day difference of, uh, of a guy coaching the quarterbacks and not just coaching, but recruiting quarterbacks seems massive. Um, the Jane Davis uh, recruitment was absolutely huge. Michigan should be thrilled. I can't state that enough. Um, you need to have five-star quarterbacks ready to play, ready to go. And J.J. needs to have another five-star right behind him so that he, we know who's up next. And there's another five-star knocking on the door, and that's Bryce Underwood out of Belleville, Michigan, the number one quarterback and recruit in that next class that Michigan has a real chance at getting now. So, Brant... It is absolutely huge. You are seeing this 2024 class is something special. Um, and if special is being the fifth or sixth best class, um, I'm cool with that because it's better than what we've been doing. And um, I, I like the guys that they're that they're bringing in because they're and they're building. They're still doing the like building through the trenches too, man. If you look at the O line guys that they're bringing in, in this class, Brant, they are massive. I'm talking like six foot seven, like the Andrew Spray kid they just got, another four star kid. They're recruiting the heck out of Ohio as well, which has been phenomenal. They bring in four star running back Jordan Marshall. Like Michigan's doing its thing on the recruiting trail right now. Um, I'd like to see them do that back-to-back years. I'd love to see 2024 and 2025 be really special, but I, I guess maybe I'm I'm getting greedy. But I am very, very excited about Jaden Davis. He fits this offense perfect. He's a um, a pro-style quarterback. He can he can move with his with his legs, but he is not. He's not dependent on that. He's not just a, a running quarterback. He's more of a sit back in the pocket, get a quick release out, and an accurate thrower. Um, really, at those short and like middle range throws is kind of his specialty. He can throw it down the field, but he doesn't have a rocket for an arm. And, and truthfully, it's a perfect marriage between a Jim Harbaugh offense and a five-star quarterback like Jane Davis, who's trying to make it to the NFL someday. So very, very excited about that kid and, and glad that he is going to be uh, going blue and coming to Ann Arbor next year. So, um, Brant, let's shift for just a minute, if you're cool with that, and just talk about um, we can just kind of weave in the uh, the spring game and just some new additions here. So um, your early thoughts, Brant, on the, the spring game, any names that stood out to you or, you know, or maybe you were hoping to stand out to you and didn't anything, just your initial, uh, your initial thoughts. Yeah, I guess I'll just start with uh, what I thought was interesting was 
Um, you saw when they picked out picked up the teams uh, when they when they selected teams. Dave Kenneth Grant goes number one overall. And I think that kind of turned some people's heads. Um, but when you talk about the Michigan defensive line, there really are some really great players that kind of. Uh, will muck up a game, but maybe won't keep, grab the headlines like maybe our edge rushers will. Um, and Dave, I know you know who I'm talking about when I say Kenneth Grant, Mason Graham, uh, Rayshon, Trap Money, Benny. Uh, I mean, you're just talking about guys that are, Dave, these are four star uh, guys that are really bursting on the scene and they're all pretty young. So uh, what's exciting for me is I, I, I was kind of watching the defensive line and they were getting really good pushes and I know when we talk about the offensive lines, they're kind of mix and match right now in the spring game. So you can't take a ton away because it's not your starting offensive line, right? It's it's some backups playing in kind of out of position type stuff. But really, I thought the defensive lines were really good for Michigan, um, specifically in the middle. Um, and then the edge guys, I thought, looked pretty good. Um, there were some flashes from some guys uh, that I had liked to saw. Um, but... You know, um, I really did. I, I did like the performance from uh, Jack Tuttle. I really liked his uh, his poise to kind of move out of the pocket, make some plays. I think he kind of solidified the backup position to me, Dave. I don't know. Uh, I know Davis Warren is certainly in the running. Um, and, and will I get those answers to the questions about backup quarterback in the summer and the in the fall? We know that, but but I thought Jack Tuttle looked poised. I thought he made one error that kind of was like, eh, can't do that. This isn't Indiana anymore type of a play. But as far as a backup to JJ, it felt like he could be the type of leader, the type of guy that would make plays and just kind of keep the drives going, if you will, um, to manufacture points. And I know there's some there's some deeper guys in the bench right now at quarterback, you know, Orgy and Donegal, and we'll see what they have come come summer and fall as well. But but I really thought that uh, J.J. had played an okay game. I didn't think he did anything outstanding or anything that was crazy. I mean, they're talking about, you know, an across-the-field pass. But, Dave, that stuff does nothing for me because I don't want to see J.J. do that a ton, you know. I want to see him play within the confines of the offense most of the time. And we go back to last year, Dave. What do we talk about all the time? J.J.'s running around in the pocket and last year, let's be honest, he got lucky a couple times that the ball either went out of bounds or he was able to get down in the nick of time. But sometimes J.J. is just trying to make a play too much, and I kind of took that away from the spring game. He was forcing a couple things, and I just don't want to see that from J.J. I get it. He wants to win so bad, but live to play another down sometimes. Uh, you know you know you're going to have a good defense. You know that you, you've got offensive players. You just need to get them the ball. I just don't want to see J.J. be a turnover machine this year. And the spring, the spring game wasn't exactly a boost of confidence for me. And like you said, you can't take a ton away from it. But, you know, J.J., I, I, I can't wait to watch the first game of the fall because I, that will be the number one thing I'm looking for, Dave, is the turnover bug and, and where we stand with that. I don't have any concerns about J.J. McCarthy, man. I, I don't. I, I All the criticism or um, not even just criticism, but just the uh, thoughts that you shared about. I mean, that's you can't argue any of that. I mean, yeah, he, he did. He's got to learn how to make the right play, just get rid of the ball, be okay with throwing the ball away, not forcing things. Like, you know, 
JJ was a second year kid last year, stepping in the starting quarterback at Michigan, and um, obviously he had his mistakes. We saw that against TCU, right? That were just absolute killers. Um, year one starter as a true sophomore at Michigan takes you to uh, an undefeated season, beats Ohio State in Columbus, wins a Big Ten championship. And then, sure, everyone's going to talk about the pick sixes against TCU, and, and, and rightfully so. But the bottom line is is that I believe strongly, as I think a lot of Michigan fans do, I think J.J. McCarthy is special. I, I've said that for a long time. I've, I'm very, very high on J.J. I think he's an NFL-level quarterback. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in the Big Ten this year, hands down. And um, and and I still think he's going to have to grow, Brand. I think some of those things that you're talking about, lucky for Michigan, I mean, or maybe not lucky for Michigan. They play, you know, another cupcake schedule in September, and but they're going to have some challenges. They are, and I know we'll get into that in later podcasts. And Penn State's no joke. They're getting a lot of. There's a huge Penn State hype, hype train right now, and. You know, it will, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it'll be very interesting. But I, I have no concerns about J.J., especially after watching the spring game. And Brant, I was at that spring game with the kids and with Kate, and uh, that wind was bucking. It was freezing cold. Here I am sounding like an Ohio State fan coming up with excuses. But oh, my, nice. <laughs> yeah, but but my point is, is that, dude, I'm not taking much from that at all. Um, things I am taking from this game are, are guy. I mean, I was disappointed to not see some guys. I'll start there. I mean, Michigan's kind of bit by the injury bug right now. Um, you know, like Will Johnson's on crutches. Cole Cabana's on crutches. Um, there's just guys that I, Mason Graham didn't play. Uh, I, I think, like, at least nine of the projected starters didn't play. So, like, a lot of guys were out, and that's fine. Um, it, that That's totally fine, but... A um, lot, lot of guys were out, so that gave some other guys a chance to shine. Brant, you mentioned Kenneth Grant. I mean, out goes Mozzie Smith. I say insert Kenneth Grant. I mean, Jim Harbaugh called him a, a gift from the football gods, and he looks every bit of it. Um, he looks like he could be scary on that D-line. And you met, you pair him with Mason Graham, who had an – I mean – Mason Graham played a position last year as a true freshman that it is hard to get minutes and meaningful snaps. He did that, and he did it very, very well. So I'm stoked about the uh, about the interior line on the defensive side of the ball. Hard to tell on the – well, I guess I'll talk offensive line in a second. But um, another guy I was super excited about was Josiah Stewart, the edge rusher that uh, transferred in out of uh, Coastal Carolina. He looked really, really good. Um, wear number five out there. He just looked cool. Like he just looked good in a Michigan jersey and um, and played outstanding. I mean, he was in on the quarterback several times. Very very excited about him. Another guy I'm super excited about that showed out in the spring game is Ernest Hausman, the transfer linebacker from Nebraska, true sophomore. He he played lights out. Like he and he played almost the entire game too. So um, he played really really well. That offensive line, Brant, like you said, I mean, it's hard to take a lot from it because you're not running your full unit out there. But, Brant, if you look at this offensive line up and down from a roster standpoint, Michigan is is got to be right there in the top one, two, or three best offensive lines in the country. And depth-wise, I mean... The it's the it's deepest. It's the deepest. Bar yeah. none. Yeah. It, I mean, these guys, your your second-string guys would start on most teams um, in you know across the country. So, Michigan... Once again, looking really good in the trenches, and 
can be a boring thing to talk about, but anybody who's watched Michigan football be successful over the last two years know that this is the Jim Harbaugh recipe, and you know this recipe works. So very, very excited about that. Um, gosh, Brant, another guy that stood out to me at the spring game, Benjamin Hall. Um, yeah. Running back who, dude, he looked like, I mean, CJ Brant, where is CJ Stokes? The guy fumbled last year, and Mike Hart put him on that pine, and we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him since. But. No, he, he, yeah, I, I don't know if he's got a nagging injury too, or, or I don't think he played in the spring game though. I don't, he did not. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was injury related or or what had happened, but yeah, Ben Hall, wouldn't Dave? You're talking about him. You're talking about he was third string on his high school team, and that just tells you how good the backs were in front of him. <laughs> so that's that's a tough way to go. But, yeah, definitely balled out in the spring game. was nice to see. Dude, he runs that ball. You know who he reminds me of is Hassan Haskins. That's yes, he how does. That's, that's how he runs the ball. Which bruiser. Is, bruiser. And, and that was awesome. I love seeing that. Um, God, I'm so stoked about Darius Clemens. He had a couple nice little plays. Peyton O'Leary looking yeah. like the the Cooper Cup of Michigan football. Like looked like a safety blanket for these quarterbacks. I like, think he could see some real snaps next year. Like I, I really believe that, Dave. I agree. I agree. And you know who he dusted up who I was hoping was oh, going to have a strong game. Was, I knew uh, you would get here. <laughs> the, the position change of Amarion Walker um, going from wide receiver. You know, he's a true freshman last year. Athletic, gifted freak. Like, he's going to be a great player. But they changed him from wide receiver to a corner. And, man, he looks like – I mean, it I know Jim, well. Jim Harbaugh came out a while back and said he'd be the starting, uh, like, number two cornerback um, opposite Will Johnson. And I'm like – Dude, he's got a long ways to go to learn the position. I mean, athletically, speed-wise, all you see it. You see why they're so high on this kid. But, man, Peyton O'Leary ran circles around him. He got burnt several times. He cannot be your – if the season started tomorrow, it ain't Marion Walker. It's Jaden McBurls. Jaden McBurls had a very, very good game out there. He looked like the number two guy to me with uh, Will Johnson clearly being, obviously, the, the number one. Um Gosh, all right, last one, Brent. Sorry, I'm like just in my head right now. I didn't write notes, but I'm like just recalling going. all the stuff on the uh, the spring game. But, I mean, if we're talking Michigan football, let's get into it. Um, A.J. Barner, transfer tight end that is looks like a mammoth of a tight end, dude. I mean, I know that Colson Loveland is that guy. He's next. I, I get it. We're lucky to have Colson Loveland. Um, A.J. Barner just looks like he's going to block – He's gonna. He caught a touchdown pass. It looks like he's got good hands, and he looks like he's going to be a really good, solid contributor at that tight end position. Well, what's nice about him, Dave, he's, he's kind of the yin to the yang of Colson Loveland because Colson Loveland, he'll run receiver routes, right? He can get he can extend the field, and we, we really don't need um, anybody else to do that from the tight end position, you know what I mean? So he gives you that nice safety blanket. Man, did he work well with Jack Tuttle. Like, those two obviously were in sync, and they come from Indiana together. So I totally get that. But, uh, you know, and then um, watching uh, Hibner on that long run that he had, <laughs> even, you know, he had that breakaway speed going. And, and they the tripped. got him a little yeah. bit. So that was, that was pretty uh, funny to watch. But, yeah, Dave, like you said, I mean, I'm not worried about J.J. either. I get that. It just, when he makes those throws across the field sometimes, you know, it's just one of those things where – I see it in spring ball, and I think, dang, I, I don't want to see that in the fall very often. Live to fight another day. Um, 
and he'll learn. You know, I, like you said, true sophomore last year, you know, finally got the first year out of the way. Um, he's totally expecting him to take that next um, next step in, into his uh, career. And, um, you know, we'll see. Like you said, best best quarterback in the Big Ten. I'm sure we'll get into that, uh, you know, in the, in the fall episodes. But um, as of now, that's the way it stands. Right, absolutely. Well, and to be honest with you, man, I and then we can move on to some Big Ten stuff. I if anybody if anybody listened to this podcast back, like go back to when our audio quality and everything was just so bad with this show, but we were just starting this thing off for fun. Um, I was so down on Michigan football, so pessimistic. So we both were. Um, yeah. So I, I say that to set the stage of what I'm about to say because I pride myself on, although I'm a diehard Michigan fan, I try not to be a homer and be like just totally with the go blue glasses on and just Michigan can do no wrong, JJ can do no wrong, although I do know I come across that way sometimes. Um, but Brant, this Michigan team, top to bottom, dude. This is this this has every bit of the look of a national championship team, and I know we will get way more into that in July. But this is this football team that's going to uh, step out there in, in in September. This is going to be the best Michigan team that we have seen um, in in quite some time. So I I am very very excited about that. Yeah. Our, uh- but as we know, Dave, the Big Ten East is loaded once again. And like you said, we'll get into it later. But it won't be a cakewalk. We both know that. No, no, it will not. <laughs> no, it's not going to be a cakewalk at all. Um, yeah, man, hit me with the with some of your Big Ten stuff yeah, just so, while we're uh, there before we get out. Right. So probably a good segue then uh, to talk about some of the Big Ten and what's going on there and, and kind of just bring uh, the listeners up to what has happened in the Big Ten since uh, the season ended. And Dave, you and I talked at the end of last year about Jim Leonard and Wisconsin and where that program may have been headed. Um, talk about, uh, you know, extreme makeover home edition, Wisconsin. Uh, they go into a completely different route with Luke Fickle. They get rid of Jim Leonard. He's gone. Um, and so you're looking, you're looking at that and you say, wait, Wisconsin's not going to be a ground and pound offense. That, that just doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't hit the ears right. So Dave, but but maybe they watched Michigan, you know, revamp themselves a little bit, kind of in the opposite way, you know. Go with go with what what your coach wants to do. You know, Jim Harbaugh wanted to run the ball. What do he do? Run the ball, and he won championships. So so Luke Fickle wants to throw the ball. Let him throw the ball. So they get in uh, Tanner Mordecai. Um, they also have another transfer in there. Uh, his name's escaping me right now. Um, but there is going to be a quarterback competition there, Dave. And, um, you know, Tanner Mordecai's from SMU. Um, but, you know, Luke Fickle did great things at Cincinnati. Um, were you, one, were you surprised by the hire? And, two, what do you think Wisconsin will look like next year? It's interesting. I, I, I'm not surprised that Luke Fickle made the jump from Cincinnati because he, he, he needed to. Um, his, his resume was clearly ready for a jump. Was I surprised that it was Wisconsin? I was. It's just, I mean, right, you hit the nail on the head. It's the way he coaches, the way he wants to run his team is just not the Wisconsin football that I have known, that we have known, um, I think, in, in our in our lifetime. Very, very interested to see how it shakes out. But, I mean, 
Go ahead and put your good coach, your established, put the stamp on the program and make it your team the way you want to do it. It may take time. That's the thing I think to remember is, you know, Wisconsin, I, I'd be lying if I said I, I know their roster up and down, but, you know, if you're going to run different schemes and a different offense and, you know, bring in new guys, I wouldn't be expecting Wisconsin to just be like elite all of a sudden because they brought Luke Fickle in. It's going to take time. Luke Fickle needs to get in his guys and do it his way. And it may not take a ton of time. It may take two years. You know, maybe next year is the year. I I don't know. But um, regardless, getting Luke Fickle into the Big Ten is good for the Big Ten, and I'm cool with it. The Big Ten and Michigan, um, we're all better when Wisconsin is good. And so, I, you know, the Big Ten, the Big Ten West needs some some somebody <laughs> over there that has a pulse besides like Iowa or Iowa's defense. Purdue. You mean? Yeah, Iowa's <laughs> defense, right? So uh, the guy I was alluding to, Dave, his name is Nick Evers. He is a transfer from Oklahoma. He was a four-star kid that went there. Now is transferred up to uh, up to Wisconsin, probably most likely due to Luke Fickle moving there, but. You know, Braylon Allen sticks around. You know, he's coming back. There was talk of him being in the Wait, Yeah, that bubble. was surprising, yeah. You know, um, and and when you have a back like that, Dave, you and I know that you you basically have a chance in any game. I mean, the dude can go for 200 yards, um, you know, at any uh, in any game. So, um, you know, once they open up the passing game, look out. Wisconsin definitely could be dangerous. Uh, important note is they avoid – um, they avoid Michigan, I think, next year, and I, I don't think they draw Penn State either. So I think they get Ohio State at home. So um, something to look at there, is, uh, certainly. So um, let's stick in the Big Ten West, Dave. Cade McNamara. I know we're going to talk some of him, uh, you know, going into next fall and what Iowa's outlook might be. But let's get into uh, him and Eric all right now. Um, what a terrible offense last year. I think they came in at like 130 out of 131 in uh, Division One FBS. Can Cade McNamara elevate them to a top 100 offense? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I think so. I, I, I think so. Um, I mean, 100 is probably – that might be like the number. But, like, <laughs> it, I, yeah, he, he will because Cade – I mean, I know the way Cade went out is not how um, – any of us wanted him to go out, um, which is fine. Whatever. I'm not going to get hung up on it. I, I hope Cade McNamara does well. I do. Do I, Is there a part of me that wants to f- face Iowa in the Big Ten Championship and, uh, in, in Indy and play Cade McNamara and Eric All? 1,000% yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I, I think Cade McNamara has a chip on his shoulder, um, as he should. Um, this is what competitors do. And and Cade's a competitor. You know, you can say he's got his issues and his warts and he's not elite at throwing the ball. Cade McNamara is a very good quarterback and he's going to fit really good in that offense. And, um, I, you know, you bring in Eric All. I don't know, like, Eric's, Eric All's injury. I mean, that was a whole, like, topic of conversation yeah, with, like, how, how Michigan down. managed that back injury and, and all of that. But Eric All, I mean, you're talking about two captains that, uh, you know, on last year's team, two captains that left literally middle of the season. And, yeah, went um, there for the playoff game, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, Iowa is a team to to keep an eye on. Their defense is always going to be good. They're always going to be tough. That is just the Kirk Ferentz way of playing football. And I, I, I think he made a really good move. And Cade McNamara made a smart move by transferring to a school like Iowa where he can really – 
take a year to solidify his resume if the NFL is where he's really aspiring to be. I mean, maybe he does uh, you know, maybe maybe he does put enough tape out there to take Iowa in a nice leap in their offense and you know, you never know, man. Yeah, Dave, actually, I think you spoke this into fruition. When there was transfer rumors coming out, I think that was the first school you, you had mentioned. You were like, dude, Iowa could use a dude like him yep. like, right it's, now. It's a perfect like, fit. Yeah, I mean, they run like a pro-style offense where they want to run the ball a lot. They want to dink and dunk. You know, they want to play to Cade's strengths. And, Dave, I agree with you. I think they'll do enough to win, you know, probably 10 games. Like, it just it's just what Iowa does, right? And uh, not only does their defense stop you, they turn it into touchdowns, like, a lot. So um, I'm very interested to see how that plays out with the Cade McNamara situation. And uh, one thing to note on them, Dave, they duck Ohio State and Michigan next year. So that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good draw coming out of the West, you know, if you can, Absolutely. And if you can miss those two. Um, all right, Dave, let's hop over down to Columbus real quick. And let's talk uh, quarterback competition, man. I know um, uh, I know Devin Brown is uh, either a four-star or a five-star. He's five-star. He's yep. a five-star. Um, I know he's kind of got the buzz because he's the athlete. Um, and the other kid is uh, Jack Miller, right? That's his name? No, Kyle McCord. Oh, Kyle McCord. I'm sorry. Jack Miller is the one that transferred out. Yeah, Kyle McCord, which was Marvin Harrison Jr.'s high school quarterback. I know you've told me that before. So they have a rapport. Um, And and what's interesting, Dave, is it kind of seemed like Kyle McCord's job, like from the shoot after C.J. Stroud announced. But now it's kind of coming into, hey, this is going to be a serious quarterback competition. And I don't know if there is a coach with as much pressure on them as much as Ryan Day has right now. And if he gets this decision wrong and he's got to flip-flop quarterbacks, guess who's waiting in week four? Notre Dame on the road in South Bend. That's not a place where you want to be flip-flopping quarterbacks, right? Um, So (laughs) these first three games seem to like they need to go really well. So their spring is super important. Their summer is going to be important. Their fall camp is going to be huge. So, Dave, what's your initial thoughts on their quarterback competition right now, man? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think initially, I think what, you know, when I had told you that Cal McCord is, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s uh, high school quarterback, that was because we were talking like, you know, would he transfer? transfer and I'm like, out. no, yeah, okay. I, I don't think they'd ever let that happen just because, you know, they obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. is like that dude. Um, He's like and the best Ohio- receiver in the nation. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Ohio State is just so annoying. They just like got two more five star wide receivers that committed, like the number one and number three guys in the whatever um, wide receiver. You, but still uh, can't stop. Oh, Donovan, <laughs> Donovan Evers just ran for another touchdown. So there you um, go, quick troll, quick troll. Right, but um, yeah, I don't know who has the upper leg. To be honest with you, um, I don't really care. Um, right, I, I I think that. Uh, Here's what I think. I, mean, I think they're going to put the best guy out there, which is going to surprise nobody. And I, I think that. Yeah. Um, I, gu- I guess I was just kind of trying to put you on the spot with the Ryan Day situation. Like, like how I, hot I is the seat? Yeah. Like I can't. I can't emphasize enough about getting this right and and the way the schedule sets up. It's almost worse that you have Notre Dame in Week Four because if you don't know in the first three weeks, and it's kind of like, oh, Cal McCord's playing good, but like would Devin Brown be playing better? And, you know, then all of a sudden you lose at Notre Dame. Now the season is in influx, right? 
and Penn State's waiting, Michigan State's waiting for their chance. Um, you know, and you know who waits at the end of the season. So, Dude. you know, it's just, it's just one of those interesting uh, quarterback conversations for for a program that doesn't seem to ever have questions, Dave. To yeah. finally have some questions about your program, your coach, um, you know, your quarterbacks. So Dude, this is what I say: Let Kyle McCord start Week One. Let Devin Brown start Week <laughs> Two, and then. Dude, take the Jim Harbaugh playbook, man. Well, Dude, I guess let, if you do that, you win a Big Ten championship. So I guess so. That's what I'm that. saying. That's the recipe. Um, yeah, I, I think Ryan Day's got to got to get this right. I think he's he's got to beat Michigan this year um, in Ann Arbor. I think that is just critical. Losing three in a row to Michigan would be painful for this program. It'd be beautiful for us, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Ryan Day is stewing on this, and he's very—he is very well spoken. He is—he's—he's uh, toned—he's toned everything down since the day where he said he was going to hang 100 on Michigan, and then we've now beat him two years in a row, and uh, we've almost hung 102 games. Right, we almost got there. Right, exactly. Um, so, know. yeah, I mean, the, the, his seat is hot. I don't know if it's like fireable hot, but. Um, his seat is hot, and Ohio State fans are impatient, and they want to beat Michigan and get back to uh, you know winning Big Ten championships and winning well, national championships. Is, well, all they got to do is chill one year, and once the twelve year play or the twelve team playoff is here, right? Ohio State and Michigan probably will make it ninety yep. percent. You know, out of ten years, they're both going to probably make it nine out of ten times. Is what okay. I would say. It's going to be wild. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's gonna... But it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, and, and we'll get into those in later podcasts. I know right. that for sure. Uh, but Dave, let's 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 cap off. And I would be remiss if I didn't bring up our friends from East Lansing, the Michigan State Spartans. As uh, <laughs> uh, I had forgot that they did not, they didn't travel to a bowl game this year. Dave, turns out if you don't win six games, you can't go. Um, <laughs> so uh, that did happen. Uh. Uh, they did win five last year, took a tough loss. They blew a game against Indiana that really, um, you know, was kind of the nail in their coffin. But, you know, we talk about Mel Tucker, Dave. I don't know if you know this, but here's a fun stat about Mel Tucker. Um, there are only four coaches that get paid more than him. Did you know that? Four coaches in the country? In the country that get paid more <laughs> salary-wise. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I, I did know that. I just I wanted – sorry, I'm, I'm trolling right now. We, yeah. haven't, we haven't talked college football in a while, so I'm yeah. and, right back uh, at it. <laughs> One of them actually isn't Jimbo Fisher, which is nice too because he doesn't go to bowl games either at Texas A&M. But anyway, right. I digress. But let's, let's focus on the Spartans here, Dave, real quick. Um, do you think – and I know this is kind of ridiculous to say, but do you think there will be a hot seat situation if he wins between, let's say, six and seven games next year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think the seat will get warm. I mean, it's yeah. kind of it, – you could say it's kind of warm right now, know. but it's not really. Um, like the pilot light might be on, but yeah, like nobody's right. actually churned up the gas yes. uh, type situation. Yeah. No, I, I I think that um, 
I think his seat will be getting warmer. I, I don't think next season is like make or break, but um, I think people will start asking some serious questions about like the 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 defense, the direction of the program. Like there there are fair questions to be asked at that point when you are making the kind of money that Mel Tucker is 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 making. So um, Michigan State took a gamble. In a, in a way, it seemed like a very good gamble at that time, to be honest with you. I mean, they get this uh, new coach from Colorado, and he comes in year one and, um, you know, beats Michigan. Yeah. Dave, um, I think I think we can make fun of it, but at the same time, I don't. I can't say that it was the wrong decision. You exactly. know, I think we're both. Yeah. I think we're both in that camp. Like, it's yeah. it's funny now because they're losing, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, what did right. you want them to do? Type of a situation. Like, yeah, right. Sure, pay right. him whatever. You don't want to lose him to LSU. I get it. Um, well, like like uh, like Clayton said at your diaper party, all is all is right in the state of Michigan. Is Michigan football is good again? <laughs> Michigan State football is not, and we've now gone back to uh, basketball with Michigan not being good and state. I mean, I guess being relatively okay. So, yeah, Dave, certainly so, and uh, you know. All of these topics, when we get back in July, we're going to do a deep dive on all this stuff. We're going to go over win totals. We'll do some win totals. We'll do some, uh, you know, conference championship betting lines. Um, You know, we might even have some early lines on some games that we'll go over. We're just going to have a ton of fun in July. You know, we'll do fantasy football, too. We'll do all the stuff for you guys. Um, But I know we wanted to touch on college football real quick because this is our, our last capper. Uh, before we come back in July. Next week, it is Lions, Lions, (laughs) Lions, Draft Talk, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, C.J. Stroud, question mark? Anthony Um, Richardson, question mark. Anthony Richardson, question mark? Um, Jeff Okuda, goodbye. I mean, we've got a lot. A lot to cover with the Lions, and I am I am looking forward to that. Um, make sure, if you haven't done so already, that you like, follow, subscribe to the Garage Takes podcast. Um, leave us a five-star review, a positive comment. It goes a long way. Um, it's the best way to support the podcast. Hey, do us a favor, too. You guys that put up with us and listen to us every time we drop an episode, Tell a tell a buddy about it. Tell a relative about it. Get the word out there. That seems to have really been kind of our uh, calling card to sp- to uh, spread the word about garage takes. And we greatly appreciate it, Brant. It was nice to be back, dude. And uh, looking forward to seeing you next time. Hope you all have a great one. Happy birthday, Gracie. I love you, baby. Powered by Riverside.